episode of The Coop. I'm not gonna lie guys, I'm feeling a little bit nervous. I've got a bit of a pit in my stomach. <laughs> I've got adrenaline going through me. I haven't done a podcast in a really long time and I'm kind of nervy. I'm kind of nervous, um, but it's literally so silly. I don't need to be, but yeah. Anyway, welcome back guys. Sorry for the hiatus. It's been a while since the last one. I can't even remember. I think literally the last time I did a podcast must've been in like April, which is wild. It's the... It is a sunny 23rd of June, guys. Friday the 23rd of June. Um, and we oh, we are officially on summer holidays. I can't even contain my excitement. I apologise if I speak at a million miles per hour, you know. I'm just ecstatic about this. I'm ecstatic about summer. I, you know, was really dreading it for a while. Like, when I was in A-levels, I was dreading school ending because I was like, ah... Ah, I'm scared. Like, what am I gonna like? Once I leave school, it's just like, what the hell am I doing with my life? But may I say, I've been having a whale of a time, a whale of a time. So this whole episode is basically just gonna be a good old catch up, a good old life update because a lot has happened. A lot has happened, and I'm feeling in the need to share. Not that anyone really cares. Probably no one really cares about my life, but I'm just thinking you deserve a little update on where I've been. Um, so number one, I apologise for the hiatus. I was not, I was actually planning to like, keep on recording episodes during exams, but that got a little bit silly, didn't it? That got a little bit ambitious, trying to like juggle A-levels with dance, with a podcast. That was, you know, definitely ambitious. So that didn't happen, but I'm, I'm back now. I've got some podcasts, you know, lined up and life is back to normal. Um, so I guess the first major life update is number one, A-levels are over, A-levels are done. I'm so sorry to the poor philosophy people that have like two, like one A-level left. Um, but they're done and I couldn't be happier. I literally, guys, I feel so free. I feel free as a little bird because you know why I couldn't enjoy, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I really struggle with relaxing. It's not something that comes naturally to me. I don't like, it's not that I don't like, I love relaxing, trust me, I do love relaxing, but in the past I've like based myself worth off of productivity, so if I didn't do anything with my day, I would feel worthless, horrible, and just really guilty, because if I wasted my day looking at my phone or reading a book or something, I'd just say to myself, what have you done with your life? You've literally done nothing with your life. And that is horrible. Okay, upon reflection, now I'm speaking it out into the universe and actually saying it out loud. That is a really horrible thing to do. I don't recommend anyone to have that attitude to life. Um, so it just meant that every single Sunday I had when I kind of didn't necessarily have work, I would just feel horrible. Like Sundays are, the, uh, Sundays are so depressing. There's a lovely song by The Strokes called Why Are Sundays So Depressing? And I just think that's the best song title in the whole entire world because it sums up I think everyone's or maybe a very universal experience of a Sunday they're just depressing and I don't know why I don't know why anyway that's such a tangent um but yeah during exams I didn't like relaxing because then I'd feel guilty that I wasn't revising I'd be like why am I literally taking an hour to read a book right now instead of revising, like, I could be reading stuff that's actually gonna help me with my A-level instead of reading this fun little goofy book, you know what I mean? Also update, guys, I haven't read a book in four years, okay? I haven't, lit- I literally haven't picked up a book since probably 2019. The- <sighs> I finally have got back into reading and I don't know what it is because even for English, I didn't read, I would didn't read The Handmaid's Tale, which is one of our set books. I didn't read it, I read it in like 
2019 and just really based my A-level off of that knowledge. That was really silly because I did struggle when it came to revising the book because I couldn't remember what was in what chapter. Anyway, I finally got back into reading um, and it's because I've had The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo on my shelves for the longest time. I bought it last summer in hopes it'd be like my summer read because I heard really good things about it. Um, and then I never got around to reading it because I was too busy analysing The Great Gatsby instead for English. So then I was just like, ugh. So I was really upset because I couldn't read this book. And then in exams... Oh, and then I never used to read before I went to sleep because I'd write poems instead, but I've kind of stopped writing poems now. I know, that's another life update. I mean, maybe you guys didn't know that I wrote poems, but ever since hospital, I literally write a poem a day, pretty much. Um, and now I've kind of stopped. I stopped during, during exams because it would just take up like an hour every single night before I went to sleep. And I was like, I don't have the energy, like the mental capacity to try and write like, try and force things out of my brain, like, right before I sleep, and also it's because I got to the point where, you know, at the beginning it was really helpful, because obviously I was actually <laughs> so depressed, but now it's like I'm actually doing fine, I don't really feel the need to write, like, I don't feel the need to express every little thing I'm thinking, you know what I mean, and also there's only so many times I can, um, like, say something, like, a lot of the time I would just, say like have the same emotions but just say it in a different way and then it just kind of got boring anyway so yeah I stopped writing poetry so then I was like well I don't like I still have time to kill before I go to sleep because I don't go on my phone really before I go to bed like I do for like an hour to reply to messages but then it's not the last it's like the not the last thing I'll do before I go to sleep like I'll try and at least look at a book or read something or write something before I go to sleep just so it's like pen on paper rather than a phone screen. I don't know, it's just a weird habit I have. Um, so that is why I picked up The Seven Hus Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid, who also wrote Daisy Jones and Six. It's now like a massive TV show. It's phenomenal. I literally started sobbing towards the end. And I'm not a big crier, which makes a lot of people giggle because a lot of people will think of me and think, you don't stop shedding tears. Um, <laughs> but I don't cry a lot at books or TV shows. It takes a lot for me to cry at a book or a TV show. And my God, did... Daisy Jones and the Six have me in tears at the end. And you know what it was? It wasn't even like, I was crying a little bit during the ending. Like it's the last episode guys, that really does it to me. And I was crying a bit at it, but it was when the end credits came on, that is when it really hit home. Because I was like, that now it's officially ended. Now there's nothing, like that's it, it's done. It's like lights off, curtains closed, it's done. Um, and that always happens with me, like, it happens with books as well, for example, it happened with The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, like, I was tearing up in the last two chapters, but it wasn't until I finished the book and actually closed it, I started sobbing, <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, oh my god, it's over, um, and I actually had time to process what I just read, it is such a good book, listen, it's a little bit of, like, a Hollywood glitz glam book, but my god does it have twists and turns in it, and I just adore it, um, so, really heavily recommend that book, uh, and I'm reading A Secret History by Donna Tartt, but it's kind of boring. I'm sorry. I know loads of people love it, but I'm kind of finding it boring. Anyway, that is, I don't even know why I got onto the topic of reading. Um, oh, right, because basically I'd feel guilty for like even reading a book instead of reading exam materials, which is why I just couldn't relax um, during the exam period. But guys, I'm here, I'm relaxing, and I'm just feeling absolutely no guilt. And even though and I, I don't even feel shit about myself because I'm not even basing my self-worth off of how much I've done. Do you know what I mean? Like that was such a silly mind, you know, mind game I played with myself. I don't know why I had that mindset that I was only as good as what I'd produced in the day. Cause it's like, that's so dumb. Um, 
but I've literally just been chilling and it's just wonderful like right now I'm literally sitting on my bed just just like talking to my room talking to the four walls of my room and I just couldn't enjoy life more like it's really peaceful it is really peaceful um but as far as I'm aware like my A-levels I feel like they went kind of good and I know that's really annoying for people to hit that's really probably a really cocky thing to say I mean results day could be a humbling experience um but they weren't as bad as I thought they'd be because I remember you know and this is a great life lesson to everybody back in September the beginning of year 13 um I remember seeing the provisional exam timetable for this summer and I literally started having a panic attack and I got a nosebleed and I was crying and I was like I'm gonna be so stressed because basically my mindset was that from February onwards I'd be in exams because we had mocks to like in February March time and then all of April I had my dance um my A-level dance practical exam and then I had a couple weeks not really though because then I was revising for exams to begin in May so I was like literally from February onwards I'm in constant exams so yeah I had a panic attack and it was a really wonderful time and I thought wow life is hell life is literal hell life from February onwards it's going to be hell and that was just the most dramatic thing I think I've ever done in my life because tell me why it got to February and it was so fine like February mocks yes they were stressful and I will say this about every single mocks so far is mocks were way more stressful than exams way more stressful I felt so I mean that's also because I like revised a lot more in advance for exams um but I just felt so chill with exams. Like with A-levels, it was just so chill. I don't know, maybe a lot of people are gonna disagree, a lot of people will disagree with me on this one, but I literally did three to four hours of revision a day and then I just kind of chilled for the rest of it. Cause I was like, there's no point staring at something and feeling the information not absorbed. Like when it got to that point, when I get to like my third hour revision and I felt nothing going into my brain, I'd be like, you know what, take a break. Cause this is pointless. And you know, there were days when I, I, I'd only do two hours and probably days when I do five hours, but it was just so, chill I'm sorry but it was um and it really taught me a lesson which is like if if there's a stressful period coming up in the future literally don't even stress about it because you're not even there yet and you don't even know what it's going to be like I'm such a what do you call it catastrophizer oh surprise surprise I'm such a catastrophizer and I love to predetermine everything so it's literally like back in September I was like oh my god for every on ones my life is gonna be how like to me that I'm gonna be sobbing, having breakdowns, it's gonna be the worst I've ever been. I was wrong. I was wrong. And, you know, April was a sketchy time. Easter intensive for dance was a sketchy time, I won't lie, but it definitely wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be, and it was not as stressful as I thought it'd be. I was more stressed in September than I was when it came to my actual A-levels. So anyway, that's a little life lesson for you all. Um, school being over is weird. It is weird. I was walking out those gates, I mean, not for the last time, because I'll go back for results day, but... I did kind of think that this is seven years of my life and like me and my sister walking the same route to school every single day that's just ending it's just very odd it's like I don't think it's really processed yet I think on results day it'll actually process because then I'm like oh that actually really is like the last time I'm ever gonna be in school it's just weird it's weird I think I'm more sad about not seeing people to be honest but I don't know seeing people's a choice do you know what I mean like just because school ends doesn't mean friendships have to friendships have to end so yeah anyway so that's update number one update number two i've turned 18 okay adulthood has officially began and when may i say it was it could have been like absolutely catastrophic it nearly was actually um if anyone knows anything about me they know i have a fear of growing up i've talked about it many times on the podcast 
I don't really know. Actually, I do know where it stems from. It stems from multiple things. You'll have to listen to the Growing Up podcast to really dive into it. I can't be bothered to re-explain the whole thing. But it's a very multifaceted issue. And this week where I turned 18 was the week where I finished exams. Therefore, I finished school. I obviously turn 18. I end... I finished dance because I had my dance show. So that was ending. And it's also kind of just like the wind down of cams as well. Like I only have a couple weeks left of cams. Don't talk to me about it as a sensitive topic. For those of you who don't know, it's just like the mental health service um, that obviously I'm a part of. Woo! Um, but I love cams and a lot of people don't. But I just think that's because they're a bit unlucky. I really love cams. I love all my therapists and... Um, I just don't want to talk about the fact it's ending soon, okay? It's, we're gonna save that for another day. Um, but anyway, turning 18. So I'm writing, <laughs> this is actually really jokes. I'm writing my therapist's goodbye letter on the 14th of June. My birthday's on the 15th. Um, I'm writing on the 14th of June. It's like 11 p.m. And then the clocks turn, the clocks turn to midnight. And all of a sudden I look at my phone and I'm like, shit, it's the 15th, I'm 18. I'm 18, I proceed to have an anxiety attack um, at midnight on my birthday. Really, really good way to start 18, I can't lie. Um, and then I'm just really sad as well because I was rereading this letter. I don't know why I did that, but I was rereading this letter and it's getting progressively sad. And I was like, right, this is really self-destructive. So I went to sleep and I was just like, I need to stop being silly. It's literally, nothing's changed. Like the only thing that's changed is that it's just an hour later from when it was an hour before. Like, the only thing separating me from being 18 is literally, at that point in the morning or ever, was literally an hour. So I thought, this is dumb. So I went to sleep, and then I woke up, and I read one of my friend's messages. It was just, like, the first message I read that said, oh, like, happy birthday, you're 18. I proceed to cry again, everyone. I cry again. <laughs> because, it, you know, that was the first person that had told me I was 18, and I was like, oh, God, I really am 18. It's not just me in my head, like, it's not just me in my head saying I'm 18, I'm like, I'm actually 18, and then, um, Bo sent a really lovely message as well, and then that just made me sob as well, and I was actually like, what is going on, like, like, I'm so mentally unstable, I was like, why have I cried three times, this is ridiculous, and it's not even, like, I don't know, not even 10am yet, so I went out a shower, because I was like, if there's anything a shower can do, it is to fix some mental health issues, I'm not gonna lie, like, I get in a shower and I feel like a new fresh baby when I walk out of it, um, so I feel a lot better, and then I go downstairs, uh, and then we open presents and stuff, and, oh my god, there's this one card from someone who I wasn't expecting, and it really caught me off guard, and I just sobbed, I sobbed and sobbed because I miss them so much, like, I was just not expecting this card, and I just... (laughs) just absolutely bawling, like, sobbing, um, so that was a really another fantastic part of the day, um, and then actually Bo came over, and that, you know, really uplifted my day, and then my therapist called and wished me happy birthday, and that honestly made my day, like, all of a sudden, 18 was absolutely giggles, all of a sudden, 18 was a whale of a time, and I just got so many lovely presents, oh my god, everyone, okay, I don't know if any of you remember, I don't even know what episode this was in, but I've been banging on about these sword earrings that Billy once wore for like some show and in some picture. I've been banging on about them for like probably since 2019. For a long old time, okay? And for reference, they're basically like, they're these, they're these daggers, right? But the sword of the dagger is in the shape of a lightning bolt. And then the handle of the dagger is a uh, skull. 
and I just think they're just luscious. They're just all like I love them, um, and I, they've become they they've always been like an opened tab on my Google because I just constantly look at them. And I constantly admire them and be like, damn, I really want those earrings. I really want those earrings. And then obviously for the longest time, I hadn't had my ears pierced. Um, so when I did get my ears pierced, I was like set on them being my first pair of earrings. They're bloody expensive, which is the issue there. They are expensive. Um, and lo and behold, lo and behold, my the last gift I opened on my parents' birth- on, on my parents' birthday, on my birthday, is from my parents and I just think you know I'm not expecting to get these earrings I was really not like I've, I already got loads of jewelry at this point that I was just really delighted with and I was like I the sorting's weren't even on my mind I opened the box no I opened the packaging and I see heart of bone which is the make of these earrings I immediately start saying oh shut up I literally open it I'm like shut up shut up shut up no you didn't no you didn't no you didn't I start to tear up and I'm like guys stop no no I do not believe no and my parents are like, how do you already know what it is? I'm like, because I look at this shop every single time I go on Google. Every single time. It's an open tab. I just tend to drift back to it. Lo and behold, I open the box and it's the earrings. And have they got a lot of use already? My word, I wear them. I try not to wear them on a daily basis because I don't want to like overdo it. But I'm so obsessed. I love them. And when Bo came over, I was showing her like my presents and stuff. And she sees the heart of phone box and she goes, no they didn't no they didn't oh my god oh my god oh my god like she literally had the same reaction I did which is absolutely jokes and I just think that's hilarious um because she knows the shop as well because it's just like obviously we're both Billy fans here um and she knew that I've been banging on about these earrings for years (sighs) it was a good moment guys it was a really really good moment um so yeah that was turning 18 you know it started off rocky for sure but towards the end it was actually it was a really nice day and I was like I don't know what that blip was about in the morning but I'm glad we got that panic that panicked little moment over with and now I can actually enjoy being 18 um and it was actually so rewarding because then on Father's Day which was the next day or like no that's a lie like four days after um me and my sister had a little like bake-off moment so she made some lemon souffle and I made a cheesecake and then we also um made separate cocktails so I went to Tesco's and bought my first bottle of alcohol with an ID and I was actually so I felt so adult I literally asked for like the alcohol ever and she was like can I see your ID I was like of course you can I have nothing to hide nothing to hide you know and she looks at it and she's like oh it was your birthday a couple days ago I'm like oh yes yes it was it was indeed and she goes happy birthday I was like oh my thank you um so I just felt so very grown up and I was like wow 18 actually has its perks, I can't lie. Um, So that was another little life update. Third one is dance ending, guys. Now, this was, this is a toughie. It hasn't quite hit me yet, I won't lie. But obviously I've been dancing since I was, God knows, since I could walk. Since I was probably three. I really don't know, I'd have to ask my mum, but it was from a very, very young age. Um, And every single Saturday I've spent at dance, every single one. Apart from obviously when it's holiday, but otherwise I'm always at dance. And now it's ended and I'm not really sure how to feel about that. I'm not really sure if I'm okay with it or if it hasn't quite hit me yet, but it's just a bit odd because I remember it was really weird actually because Bo asked me a question the other day and she said, what's the thing yourself from three years ago would be most surprised at in your life now? I said that, phrased that really, really badly. She phrased it a lot better than that, but it's like, what's the most surprising thing in your life now to yourself from three years younger? Like the thing that you're 
three years younger self would be like, oh my God, no way. And I said, you know what? Three years ago, I was 15. It would have to be dance, like me not dancing anymore because when I was 15, I 100% thought I was a dancer, like would be a dancer. Not because I thought I was good at dance. I, I, you know, my confidence sucks. I thought I was awful at dance, but I really thought, you know, this is the only thing I want to do with my life. I don't want to do anything else. Um, And I just put a lot of hard work into it and everything. And to think that now it's ended, I'm like, whoa, times is crazy. Times crazy. And it got me thinking and I was like, that's crazy. Like my 14 year, old, 14 year old self would be most surprised now that I have a therapist and like I go to therapy. Because when I was 14, I was desperate to have a therapist. I was desperate to just go to therapy and talk to someone. Um, but I just didn't tell my parents that because, <laughs> oh lol, if they're listening now, hey. Um, but I didn't tell them that because I was like, I don't, I didn't think there was anything wrong with me. And I was like, I don't really want to explain that I'm kind of a little bit depressive because I don't even know if I am or not. Like I was kind of too young to even understand what was really going on in my head. Um, and then my 16 year old self, I was like, she would definitely be so shocked at the fact that I went to hospital because the whole time I gassed at myself and saying I was fine. The whole time I was like, oh, I'm not that bad. Yeah, I have some funky eating habits, but it's not that bad. That was my attitude to literal life. I literally have a voice... Guys, this is... I literally have a voice recording of it. I literally... From literally, like, February 2022. <laughs> me when I was 16. I literally have a voice recording saying... Mm. Okay, well, I won't go into too much detail because I don't know if it could be triggering, but I was just explaining, you know, not even thoughts I was having, things I'd done, and I was like... But it's not even that bad because so-and-so hasn't eaten for this amount of days and this person hasn't eaten for this amount of days. Those people all lied to me. It was all lies. Um, And I was that bad anyway. It was just kind of interesting. But yeah, I think it's interesting because previously, like, dance had been such a big part of my identity and I based everything off of me being the dancer in either, like, my French group or the family or something. So I think if I had told myself, oh, you're not going to dance anymore, I would have had a complete identity crisis. I mean, that's exactly what happened in July 2021 when I realised I wouldn't really be a dancer because I was like, I'm not good enough. I honestly hadn't been that sad for a really long time. Like, there was just one week where I was just crying every day. Um, And I had, yeah, literally never not cried that much, really, in a like I don't think ever like that was like the worst my mental health had honestly been which is so surprising looking back because I'm like oh in hindsight that was nothing compared to what 2022 had in store for me um but yeah I remember having an identity crisis because I was like oh my god if I don't do dance then what the hell do I do with my life I was like I don't enjoy anything else Ugh. like I was so close-minded there are so many things I enjoy now but anyway um so yeah that was kind of strange dance ending but we had a little dance show to finish it all off um, which had varying success. I wouldn't say it was the best I've ever performed. There were definitely a lot of mistakes I made, but you know what? I was really just there to have fun. Um, and then at the end, we gave our teachers presents and I did an impromptu speech because it was kind of, I kind of knew that I I always wanted to do a speech and I don't know why. I just kind of felt like this need to do it because that for me is the way I could just kind of get closure, not closure, but it was just like a nice little funny ending to dance. Um, and then as my friends were giving my teachers presents, we kind of discussed it beforehand, but I was like, you know what, that's going to be really awkward if no one's speaking and it's just us giving our teachers presents. Like, I feel like there needs to be a kind of speech that goes on. So I 
went and did a little impromptu speech. I hadn't prepared anything. It was literally off the top of my head. And I was literally just rambling. And I think there were moments where people were like, oh God, what is she going to say? <laughs> what? How long is she, like, please, how long is she going to keep talking for? But you know what? I think I did a pretty contained speech. Like, I did my thank yous to all the teachers. And I was like, you know, and I wrapped up and I was just like, well, well, everyone, I think that's all I've got to say, to be honest. And, you know, got people were giggling and chuckling. And I was like, that's all I intended to do today. Um, and then my friend next to me was just like, nudged me and she was like, oh, cracking speech. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> Don't really know where it came from, but um, there we go. So that was really fun. And... Uh, one of the like teachers that was sobbing which was so funny I don't know it was just a really cute it was a really cute wholesome ending um and I befriended it's really strange but I'm in obviously the a-level class but I've befriended the GCSE class and they're honestly the sweetest little wholesome beans ever they're so cute and we'd always have our little catch-ups um because I used to stay after my normal a-level rehearsals to do extra rehearsals and then I like pop in to say goodbye to my teacher to like tell her that the studio was done with and then she'd be teaching the GCSE so we'd always have a little catch up then and I just love them they're so cute and I have all their Instagrams now and I'm just like oh I love this I love that there's a little like friendship between the A-levels and GCSEs going on I don't know I find it really adorable um so yeah that was like another big thing that happened it's all you know what's weird is all of this happened in the space of one week it was honestly the most chaotic week of my life just a lot was going on and guys at the end of this week, okay, after the dance show, you, you're not gonna be prepared, for, you're not gonna be ready for this, I went to see Harry Styles, and listen, I know that, you know, people think he's overhyped, whatever, it was the best night of my life, the, hands down the best night of my life, not a question in my mind about it being the best night of my life, and people are like, ugh, that is so dramatic, like, she's so fangirl cringe, um, but when I tell you, I've, let me just digest. So number one, I've never been to Wembley before. Okay. I've never been to Wembley. It is huge. I walked into there and I literally just felt not even overwhelmed in a bad way, but overwhelmed in an exciting way. Like I got giddy. I was like, well, no way. This place is massive. Like the biggest venue I've ever been to is the O2, which is 20,000 capacity. And Wembley's what, like 98,000, 90,000? crazy crazy it's huge and I was so excited I was like no way all these people here to see one man that is wild absolutely wild of London um and then I was with one of my really good friends Marina who's been on the podcast before and then we were gonna meet Bo and Anna as well in the like because we got rear pitch right and things with rear pitch is it rear pit or rear pitch I actually don't know Mm, we'll use it interchangeably but um that just meant that I went in with the expectations of not seeing Harry. And the thing is, is that because I, I love Harry as an artist and as a musician, but I don't really love him as, like, a person. As in, in a sense, like, I don't really feel connected to him as a person the same way I do with Billy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I haven't watched his interviews. I don't really know anything about him. I only know Harry for his music. So I, that, like, I wasn't expecting to see him and I was I didn't mind that I wouldn't see him. Do you know what I mean? So it just meant I had absolutely no disappointments from that night. And it meant I didn't want anything more. Like, it was just the perfect night. Like, I I, I got everything I wanted. Um, and then we eventually found Bo and Anna in there. And then his set began. And it was so good. I was actually just jumping about all night. And I have no idea where this energy came from. Because I'd done a whole dance show. Like, I don't know how I still had energy left in me. But I was bouncing around. Like, jumping around. Like, I was in a bloody trampoline park. 
for the whole night and it was just wonderful it was a wonderful experience and then for treat people with kindness we all started line dancing oh, oh my god it was so funny like two of the girls in front of us started line dancing so then we all joined and we were all line dancing together and then for sign of the times it started raining <laughs> are you kidding are you kidding because i remember last year when i was meant to go but obviously got cancelled because of me and my own illnesses um I was, yeah, I was meant to go to Harry and it started raining during Sign of the Times and I was so upset I missed it and I was just like, oh god, this sucks. This literally sucks. My life sucks, but everything happens for a reason and I stand by it because I didn't go that year so I could go this year and it was a hundred times better because I was in a way better place. So much energy, feeling so good, honestly. So, oh, the rain during Sign of the Times gave me life and then we all lie down and stargaze during fine line and it was just so good man oh it was so good it was so good and i got full body chills like the whole time in this 30 degree heat i was still getting full body goosebumps and just chills from pure happiness and contentment like oh i'm literally beaming i'm cheesing as i'm speaking about it now um it was just honestly yeah hands down best night of my life couldn't have asked for more like it was just oh no i'm getting emotional I'm getting emotional t even talking about it. It was just so good, so good. Um, which kind of brings me to like, my other thing that I did recently was I reread um, this journal I had from last year, which was like a little eating disorder journal. And I put down on it, like at the beginning of all, when all everything happened, kind of like goals I wanted and everything like that. And it was so wholesome reading it back a couple weeks back because I could tick all these goals off. Like there were things literally in there such as just being like, a nicer person, communicating to my parents more, going to see Harry live, um, being more sociable, making new friends, being kind, being a lot more confident, um, you know, all of that stuff and like being, feeling good in myself and like self-love and all this stuff and like all these little goals and I just ended up ticking them all. I was like, you know what, I've got that, I've got that, like honestly the growth, the growth has been crazy, crazy, but it was just really, really sweet. And I just, I don't know, I just feel very good, guys. I feel very, dare I say, recovered. No, obviously it's still recovering, but I don't know. I just, it was just very sweet to look back on because I was like, I'm literally the person I wanted to be last year. Like, the person who I was, like, dreamt of being last year, I now have become. And that's just a really rewarding feeling because it's just like, I don't know. I don't know, like, those, it's just those personal goals that I just like um but anyway another huge update is that I'm on my own meal plan which is just <laughs> I don't think anyone would have seen this coming absolutely anyone I've been on my own meal plan for a while now but um basically for those of you who don't know when you are in recovery for an eating eating disorder you you'll put on a meal plan which is like a certain amount of calories you have to consume a day in order to get your weight up and my meal plan was jam-packed, okay, I'm not gonna lie, like, that was, it was a lot of food, um, let me digest the meal plan with you lot, so basically, in the morning, I'd have to have two pieces of toast, uh, a bowl of cereal, and juice, already, already, I'm like, that's a little, that's like, see, back when I was really anorexic, that would have been three meals a day, right there, in one meal, like, one piece of toast for one meal, another piece of toast for another meal, and then a bowl of cereal, that would have been too much food for me back then, you know, even breakfast would be overwhelming, um, so anyway, that's only breakfast, and then I'd have to have a morning snack, which was, uh, like, two portions of nuts, I think, and then 
some juice and then I'd have lunch which was normally a pizza or panini because I was usually at school and then a biscuit and then I would have an afternoon snack which was a portion of nuts a portion of raisins and then a biscuit and then juice and then I'd have to have dinner which was like two portions of dinner or like one and a half and then um an ice cream as well and I do that every day that is so exhausting like even talking about it, I'm bored like I, I've zoned out like I've literally forgotten about those times already like <laughs> so so draining having to eat all that food every day like it just made me feel sick I'm not gonna lie I'm not even in like an anorexic way it made me feel sick like it genuinely just made me feel sick I was like I just feel full the whole time like by the time it gets to the like, the afternoon snack I just really am demotivated to eat um so anyway I was talking to Cam's and obviously Cam like Cam's is ending soon it basically is meant to end when you're 18 but they've kindly extended it to July for me um so I was like the the problem is is that I'm gonna leave Cam's on a meal plan and then have my long summer to you know to myself but it's like when I'm on holiday with my friends I'm not gonna want to have to do this meal plan that sucks so then my parents were like yeah no that's completely understandable like you can have your own meal plan when you're on holiday but as soon as you come home it's back to the meal plan and I was like what the hell that means when I come home I'm basically coming home to anorexia because to me the meal plan reinforces the anorexia right because it's just like I don't know it's like putting so much focus on the amount of calories you need to consume and like even though yes that's kind of freedom within what food I ate if it was of the right calories it's still that whole thing of like I'm having to make sure I'm eating the right amount of calories and it was so rigid and exhausting and like sometimes like I'd have to go home so I could make sure I had my snack in time before the next meal and it was kind of restrictive and I was like I really don't want my summer to be you know bound by this meal plan um and I said I was on I said to Cam's I was like you know what I was honestly just planning being on my own meal plan in the summer and obviously that 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 caused some concern because people were like you haven't eaten independently or like responsibly for since 2019 and it for four years so to try and do that in summer when you have no support system that's concerning and I completely understand the concern like it, it it's a concerning situation so then my dad had the fantastic idea of making me experiment like with my own meal plan whilst I was still under cams in like the last month I was with them and I was like oh my god so fantastic so literally just some random I don't even know what day it was let's just say Wednesday some random Wednesday it's officially decided that I can just have my own meal plan so it was just really random and I was like no way like what all of a sudden I can just eat what I want and it was so liberating however I did lose a a lot of weight I did lose a lot of weight not intentionally not intentionally and I felt awful about it I stayed at school the whole day after the like because I cams in the morning and then I just stayed at school until like five because I didn't want to go home and face my parents and tell them the news because I was like that they're gonna murder me I was like I'm gonna be murdered I'm gonna be completely relabeled as the anorexic and people are gonna want me to go back to the meal plan but I was like how am I meant to go back to you know that's again so counterproductive because then it's like I'm never gonna learn from my mistakes if it's either you know you have one shot at making it right or you go back to the meal plan then it's like well how am I ever gonna learn to eat by myself if no one gives me the chance to prove that I can add more food to what I was eating do you know what I mean so anyway I was terrified you know I go home tell my parents the news they're obviously not happy they're very very worried they're very concerned because they're like you're this is a bad way you are immediately you know 
gonna keep losing weight and then we're gonna be back to where we were last year they were catastrophizing it runs in the family but honestly it's very understandable it's all in a parent's concern you know what i mean um so then i proceed to cry and have a breakdown because i'm like oh my god i've completely screwed up here i've screwed up i've made myself look like a mug i've made everyone else look like a mug by trusting me and i've just messed it all up and i was like this is all my fault so i felt horrible about myself and then i talked to cams yet again and the cams were so nice and they were like you know what yes yes it went wrong yes it didn't go how you planned it on going but that's fine because it wasn't intentional they just said now it's your time to prove that you can actually eat more and you can actually put on weight so now you need to prove that by just adding more to what you're eating and i thought wow that is so true but also wow like so much respect right now so much respect for camps because i honestly thought it'd be back to the meal plan and that definitely saddened me because i was like wow my one chance of freedom i completely messed up um but they put trust in me to prove that i could keep this freedom and oh my god i couldn't love people more i could not love cams more because i've proved myself i have you know added more to the meal plan yes the weight goes up and down it fluctuates but it's not intentional and i think that's the main thing is it's like it's if it goes down it's purely accidental and then i like my aim is to just get it up for the next week um and so far that's kind of been what's happening so that's been a great little life update. I honestly, it was so sweet. And when I told all my friends about it, all of them literally started gasping. Like we all started jumping up and down. They're like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. And I was like, I'm so happy for me. Like I was not expecting this to happen so soon, to be honest. So yeah, I don't know. That's kind of like all my life updates. The only other things is like, obviously what I'm doing next year. I have no idea. I applied for an apprenticeship with the BBC and I got through to the last round, but I didn't unfortunately get the apprenticeship. But honestly, I was really fine with that because I was really proud of how far, of like what I'd achieved, to be honest. You know, I was like, that's, I felt really good with the interview. I felt like I'd done the best I'd, I could have done. And that's honestly all that mattered. So I was just like, you know what? I feel very happy with that. So it, it, like the fact that I didn't get in doesn't really bother me because I feel like I'm, the majority of it was because I was so young because most people auditioning were kind of like auditioning. I always say that because I'm so conditioned to say auditioning by the dance industry. Um, But most of the people applying were like post-uni. So currently I have no idea what I'm going to do in September. I have plans. I could be a job and work experience of some kind, but God knows. But that is such a September me problem. I'm trying not to stress about it because I did start stressing about it and it did no favours. So... I'm just letting that one, letting that one sit and simmer. Um, and as of now, I'm just filling my days with my summer project, which is to make a photo album because my parents, I love photo albums. Like it was always a thing. Like whenever I go to my grand's house, it was just something I'd love to do. Like I just love looking at all her photos. And then I really thought, damn, I have no photos to show anybody. Like obviously I have some on my phone, but I was like, if I ever have kids, I'm not going to be able to show them any photo albums like that's so sad um so now i've just gone and printed off all of my photos basically from my camera roll and i'm making a photo album and it's so satisfying i created a whole dance one from 2015 to 2023 and that one's officially complete and then i've redone my photo walls in my room so i've made a concert one which is stunning i'm looking at it right now and it's just visually impeccable and then <laughs> i have another one which is basically all of my 2022 and 23 which is just again lovely like a good old friend's photo wall and then um now I'm like starting the photo album of my actual camera roll from like 2015 to 2023 which is gonna be long a long lengthy process but it's honestly been the most wholesome 
summer projects ever and I love it and it's just a way for me to not be on my phone and then I can just play music the whole time and I'm just sticking stuff in I'm just annotating writing the dates writing the names of people writing little memories I have of the pictures if I have any memories of them like little stories you know what I mean and I'm just having a whale of a time and I'm just meeting friends and I'm going out and it's just oh bring on summer do you know what I mean like I'm yet it's it's yet to go wrong it will go wrong when I have to leave camps and again that's me you know predetermining everything but it's not gonna be an easy goodbye I'm not gonna lie but it's fine that's like a two-week me problem um so yeah that's actually all my life updates everyone I think that's all I've got sorry for like if this is really boring like I'm I'm kind of reevaluating my decisions and I'm like that could be really really dull for people to listen to but I don't know. If you want updates, here's the update. Um, but I hope you're all doing really well. I hope you're loving your summer. If you finished A-levels, oh my god. Guys, we did it. If you have one left, you're so nearly there. Like, just power through. Power through this time next week. They're all done, which is fantastic. Um, if you're not in an exam year, honestly, A-levels is not that stressful. Like, all the teachers are going to shove it down your throat and be like, let's do A-levels. Literally, I didn't start revising till maybe last week of April, first week of May, okay, and then I didn't, I only did two, like, three to four hours a day, if that, as, as, like, a maximum, to be honest, so, I don't know, guys, I just hope you're all doing well, I hope you're all happy as Larry, and I'll be back very soon with another episode, okay, well, bye!